With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Changeling Episode 7, Stormy Weather, is over, but we're just getting started here on the Connect on Post Show Recaps. We got y'all, y'all, and uh, it's me, Chappelle. I'm back, and I'm back again to talk about what I am now considering one of the most confusing shows that I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I watched this most recent episode, and I was like, huh, maybe I am stupid. Maybe I don't know what's going on, <laughs> or maybe I need to watch this three more times. I, regardless of the fact, uh, I am here to talk about this again and help everyone make sense of what's going on here on, on this uh, ridiculous show with my great, amazing co-host, who I'm sure has a better grasp on this than I do, Mari Forrest. Mari, what's up? Um, I felt like the creators heard us talking. Like we got so big in our britches about figuring out <laughs> some of the stuff. And they were like, let us humble y'all real quick. Let us right. really humble y'all real quick. <laughs> Here's some more stuff, and now you don't know what's going on again. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm just here for the ride at this point again. Like, I'm back at that. I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> we, we are here for the ride, truly. Yes, you all heard us last episode, triumphantly fist-pumping, like, we mm-hmm. knew it. Witches, mm-hmm. changelings, trolls, fairies. <laughs> but do your research. We were all here just like, and if you don't know, now you know. But yeah. this episode <laughs> had almost nothing to do with anything that we had talked about prior. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very much a deep dive into the backstory, the origin story of Lillian and kind of where she plays a role in this. And again, it completely ignored all the stuff that Mari and I have been yelling at each other about for these last yep. few weeks. And so uh, we have a lot to discuss this time. Uh, a lot to get into and then a lot of speculating to do because one thing I am willing to speculate, Mari, is that this is not the final season of The Changeling. There's yeah. no way. There's yeah. just no way they wrap this up in one more episode. Yeah, I I think this is, this is one of those things where, <laughs> where they give us a series or a show like it's like the pause episode. It's the episode to like 
take up some space, take a break mm-hmm. so that they can kind of figure out what they want to do with the rest of the story to like stretch it. Um, yeah, I have, I have many thoughts about that. Um, but if we're getting, if it's confirming we're getting a second season, that's fine. I, I really, this made me really want to, um, look at the, like go and look at the, um, the book because i don't know is it it just one book is this a book series you know what i'm saying like this episode definitely made me want to connect to the original source material no i agree i agree i and i actually really like that of like from like uh content whether it be books or movies or whatever you're watching something and you can tell that the book was probably about a little bit more in depth in certain moments Mm -hmm. and he's like Oh, they're really gla- like grazing over a few of these things because you know we only have so much time. But I'm completely now invested in like, no, nah, I kind of want to see everything. I want to mm-hmm. know it all because this, like, again, this episode did a lot of world building and a lot of backstory for yes. Apollo's mom. But again, it wasn't enough. I need more. Mm-hmm. So uh, the book was published in 2017 by the author and the narrator of the show, Victor Laval. Um, and I'm trying to see if it is a series or if it's just, if this is all supposed to take place in this one book. Um, and from what I can tell, uh, it's all taking place in this one book. So I don't know. I thought originally. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if we have to, if you read the one book and it'll cover everything in the show entirety, whether that be season one and season two, if there is one to come, or if it's kind of this same exact thing to where it feels like it's incomplete and there might be another book on the way. Cause 2017 wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the series isn't complete. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I guess we'll, we'll really have to see what the plans are and, and, and the finale will make a, like a huge difference. Like we'll have to really see what they're giving us in the finale in order to assess if there's going to be a season two. Um, but I'm like, but wh- how can you give us a um, satisfying finale for this season, you know, and mm. in order to make us want to come back for season two? That's that's my biggest worry. Like when you have stuff like this where it's based on a different source material and you're not sure if you're going to get another season and then, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hope they have a plan for like, what if this is just a standalone season versus what if they have a second season? No, that's a very good point. And um, and I guess we'll talk about that and more because yeah. this, as we have we said, is the penultimate episode of season one of The Changeling. And so once again, I want to thank everybody for being here with us, checking us out on YouTube, on uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify. Uh, we did get another review for The Connect, Mari. I don't know if you saw it. And um, I'm going to assume it's about me, even though it's probably about yeah. you. So it says, two of my faves from PSR. I love the pod since it, it saves me from watching some other shows, like the other black girl. I'm rooting for everybody black. Uh, and so, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like that might be an Asia and Mari uh, <laughs> review. But uh, we'll I take all of the reviews. Think, yeah, I would yeah. love to think that I was involved in that one as well. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Thank well, you. That, that works for me for now. Um mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do got to queue up the background logo. You know, God knows that I don't do this. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yes, in the meantime, thank y'all again. Leave us five-star reviews. Uh, always let us know what it is that you want us to talk about, what it is you want to hear. There it is. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we will be happy to try to oblige. 
uh, I didn't really check to see if we had any any good YouTube comments from last time. Oh, uh, Mari, do you mind that. looking into that? Yeah, I'll look into it while we go. Yeah. So, I oh, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, remember that you can subscribe to The Connect by going to postshowrecaps.com slash connect. That way mm -hmm. you can you can get um, access to all of our um, shows that we've covered over on Apple. Um, mm -hmm. So that, like, that's the easy playlist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you go to our playlist on YouTube, you can just click The Connect on Post Show Recaps and it'll bring you all of our links and uh, and other um, you know recaps that we've done for The Changing and The Other Black Girl. And so, again... We are living for the feedback because it gives us more stuff to talk about. It gives us more ways to connect. Mari, I was just in New York and mm -hmm. you would not believe people were coming up to me going, you know, I love to connect. I've been watching the change league and it's crazy. I'm really? like, yes. Yes. Oh, that's uh, so good to hear. Yeah. Shout out to Dr. Mary Ann. Yeah. Like there was a few that I was just like, man, this, this is what I'll talk about. This is why we do this show because we're looking for people to talk about our faves with us. And mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot going on on this show and a lot to unpack every week. And so feel free I, to always let us know what you're thinking. Yes. I did get, um, somebody did, uh, hit me up on Twitter. Shout okay. out to a user at daily beauty. Um, Jane daily. Uh, they said, re Emma nearly drowning and maybe why she can't swim. P.S. Great episode. And they linked um, Swimming a Witch and uh, an article about how back in the, you know, the 17th, 17th century when they were doing the witch hunts and stuff like that, which is this is something I, I, I know of, but I didn't even think about it. So thank you for pointing it out, Jane. Um, like that they used to throw women, like they would tie them and they would throw them into the water. And if they sank, <laughs> if they sank, they weren't witches. If they floated, they were witches. And then they take them out and kill them. And so yeah, they died um, either way. They died. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, they were talking about maybe that's why initially when Emma was in the boat and she was struggling um, to get into the boat and she started sinking and then she, you know, miraculously ended up back in the boat that that could have also been like a little, uh, like a slight cl clue to her, her witch, witch heritage heritage. But yeah, it, it's been so great getting to connect with like so many people because like Chappelle said, we just want to, we want to hear feedback because if we don't hear the feedback, we just feel like we're talking into the void, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we want to, we want to know that we're, we're engaging you guys. We're answering the questions you guys um, want and you know like suppose that we're also up for to you know watch other stuff so um yeah reach out any way you you, you want to yeah again it was great dr Miriam. she came up to me and she's like you know i, I you know i keep up with the change and i was like thank god because i need somebody to talk about it with right now <laughs> um, so yeah um great feedback keep it coming and we're going to try to bring you more connect content but first we do have to take a commercial break and we will be back right after that to talk about this episode because i feel like we got a lot of talking to do right after this judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, y'all. Um, this episode. There's so much. So yeah. much to unpack, and I don't even know where to start. Uh Big picture. Let's just do that. Let's just do the yeah. macro view and then work our way down. We get the story of Lillian as shown through a series of flashbacks, a series yeah. of dreams, and a series of just like uh, her kind of being the narrator of her own tale. Um, yeah. Whether that is a reliable narrator or not, uh, that's yet to be known because uh, we get the versions of her in real time. We get the versions of her looking back at the past. Uh, and so we get a lot of images of a character who we haven't gotten a lot of information about in one episode. And these, you know, character-driven episodes, I am led to believe, are going to give us more insight into our main characters, whether that be mm -hmm. Apollo and uh, and Emma. But I'm starting to wonder how much of a main character Lillian is because this episode was chock full of Lillian commentary. Uh, mm -hmm. There was uh, allusions to witchcraft. There was allusions mm -hmm. to, you know praying to other deities, to uh, some scandal that happened. Mm -hmm. We saw somebody might have ended up in a suitcase at the bottom of the river, and it might have been her doing. Mari, I, I have to start with this. In this episode, we see that Apollo's dad tried to kill him. He tried yeah. to drown him. His mom yeah. showed up. She obviously took him out of the game. She made the body disappear. Mm -hmm. And now we have, you know, these images throughout this series of her potentially standing on the dock with that red suitcase in the water, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Is there any world where this murder comes back to haunt us in our pri in our current day uh, episodes with Apollo and Emma? 
Well, I, I think it does kind of spell it out right here. Like when she when she kills Brian, the father, and she's in the motel, from what I gathered from putting trying to piece all this together, she kills the she kills her husband. She runs to this this hotel. She thinks about killing herself, but she's ultimately stopped by, like we said, we don't know if it's an, an otherworldly de- deity. You know, we don't know if it's a deal with the devil, you know what I'm saying? But it, she definitely makes a deal. She mm-hmm. says she, you know, she wants to be a good mother mm-hmm. for Apollo. And, and it, they say what Lillian doesn't realize is that the deal she makes today will affect Apollo, and she said the last name, 35 years from now. And then it cuts to baby Brian's grave. So Mm -hmm. clearly this did have an effect. It's telling us that what happened with Lillian maybe directly opened up um, baby Brian, Apollo, Emma, up to what happens to baby Brian. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that, you know what I'm saying? If, if this is a magical world where all the magic is, is connected, it's kind of like, she said, if you let me get away with this, I will be the best mother. I will, I will do anything. And the price apparently sounds like it was her, her grandchild. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause I don't think we ever get to meet her grandchild. You know, we see changeling stuff happening, you know, in our, in our previous you know, interaction with the baby, but we know that Emma's been saying that's not my baby. You know, and so well, that's what I'm saying. The per the the people she made that deal with sna- were were snatched, snatched the, baby. the baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we know that this is all coming back to to haunt her. Um, but I mean, the deal itself was literally, I got to get away with this. I have to. Mm-hmm. Like, I I killed this guy. Um, and quite frankly, he deserved to die. Uh, mm-hmm. and I and I stand by her in that. But one theme mm-hmm. throughout this episode is that she is not an American. She is not. A, yeah. She has immigrated over here, and now she is married to a white American who happens to be a cop. And oh, so, God. um, there's a lot of privilege living in that Brian body, you know. And mm-hmm. so she will not have the same luxuries of potentially being believed. That's another theme that we talk about throughout this series is like believing women when they say that say things um you know this woman who is a minority and an immigrant and she commits this crime and now she is hoping and praying that you know anybody who hears this story would believe her aside but then also that maybe the ancestors or the spirits above can get her out of this you know and so Mm -hmm. um so she does she makes a deal with whomever and very quickly um, the answer to her questions of how am I going to get away with this just start to materialize. She is in a seedy hotel where she's heard some some um, people getting threatened about finding bodies at the bottom of a river in a suitcase. And mm-hmm. she has one. There just happens to be a suitcase there that has been uh, placed before her. So, Mari, it does look like the ancestors have stepped in. Uh, but I think the question is to what cost, right? Like, you know, now that... Right. The, the baby is gone. Is this something that she could just explain to Apollo and make go away? So that was the one thing that we saw throughout the episode is she's talking into this recorder. trying She's trying to explain to Apollo everything that happened. So it's, and it's very intricate and it's, and it's very um, detailed, you know, I, I don't know what Apollo would say, but I, I I loved. Can can I just talk about the mechanism of the episode real quick? Because yeah, I think course. it ties into it. The episode being literally just the character study. It's mainly just um, 
Adina, what's what's her? Um, I almost said Howard. You always made I did too. I was too. Uh. But <laughs> you find that. But the, the like it just being the the main actress. She she's going to this hotel, the Elk, Elk Hotel. We get a little bit of the background of it, and we get her narrating. Not only her, but the first part was the, it was um, Victor Laval, the narrator, narrating like basically the history of the hotel, the history of, 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 again, this is like the history of New York. Like this is also mm -hmm. a love letter to New York. If you know anything about the history of New York, this show has really encapsulated so many things about New York city. And, and it's, it's really amazing to me as somebody who's, who's like not only lived there, but consumes a lot of media about the history of, of New York, especially when it comes to like in, in this episode, I felt like we got a little bit about the AIDS crisis and, you know, the violence of, of the early years of New York and stuff like that. So it was like we, we get we get Victor narrating this and then we get her telling her own story to her own words in this recording as she's trying to explain to Apollo everything that would happen with his father, Brian, because she's like, I you know, I wasn't honest with you about your father and she goes through this whole story. And at one point she, she even said, she even says, let me color him in for you before I get to the bad stuff. Like mm -hmm. the mechanism of this episode was beautiful. Cause it's basically her standing in the room and then like different visuals of stuff playing on her walls, her walls disappearing. And she's seeing all other scenes. Like this was, this was like visually beautiful. It was directed amazingly. The acting was great. Unfortunately, it is the lowest rated episode on IMDb. All other episodes are ranked about like around a seven, between seven and eight. This one's getting a 3.8. And it's, three. Oh, it's getting a three. People were mad. And I the, and the only reason why I think it gets a three is because it's placement in the season. We felt yeah. like we were, I, yeah, I felt like we were getting like, so we were getting so much done in the season and we were like chugging forward to unraveling this mystery. And then you have this pause episode and they, and series do this all the time. Like it's very annoying. <laughs> like I'm trying, I feel like something that we, was it snowfall? I feel like something that we covered had uh, an episode like this, but I I'll have to think about it. You know, talking, Atlanta was like, chock full of those. <laughs> we it thought we be, yeah, it been, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It could be Atlanta, but it was like, but it was like, we're chugging along. We're getting, we're like really like in the thick of it. And then you just have this episode where, where nothing gets accomplished in the main storyline. And even though it's so beautifully acted, it gives you a whole bunch of background. It feels like, why are, why are we doing this? We want to, you know, and when you, when you know, there's only one episode left, it feels like this is a waste. So um, I just want to, I just want to say like the, the rating doesn't reflect the episode itself. The episode itself is very, very great. Like it's, it's, very shot very like like i keep saying very well shot because it truly is um but it it does feel like a it could feel like filler you know what i'm saying it could feel mm -hmm. like filler to, to to you but i i feel like it's i kind of feel like it's necessary i just wish this i just wish this season had like two more episodes i like i wish this season had two more episodes include this episode here two more mm -hmm. episodes to resolve like i'd rather you give me a tight 10 season a tight 10 episode season that i feel like everything is resolved it's flushed out it's perfect than to give me um a season like season one and then you're stretching for season two you know what i'm saying and so um i don't want to i don't want to go that negative yet until we figure out what's going on but like i i can understand why people are like we were we were figuring things out and now we feel like we're at a standstill but 
I thought it was I thought it was great. Sorry, I know that was kind of like completely <laughs> off target. No, no, I'm glad you brought it up. I think people are a little shell shocked from like the Lovecraft countries and the Watchmen's of the world, where oh. you feel like you're getting like, oh, I got this good black content in front of me. The show is dope. It's different. I haven't seen nothing like this before. And then about six sub episodes in, you're like, wait, we're not getting a season two. What's happening? <laughs> and so you start to question everything because you're like, okay, well, they at least got to make it a good story for the season we get. And so, yeah. yeah, I had a very similar response. I wasn't so down on the episode because I just logicked around in my head like, oh, well, obviously they're just going to have to give us another season. Like, that doesn't make <laughs> sense. Um, but if you look at this as a one season project, then yeah, this episode is very disappointing because we really were moving toward a solution or at least a, a uh, resolution to uh, you know what had been going on with Apollo and Emma, and this was a very much step away from that to kind of give mm -hmm. us more backstory. Now, these are questions that I definitely wanted answered. I want to be very clear that I want to talk about what we learned in this episode, but it's a far cry away from the underground subway, you know, uh, like world mm -hmm. that they were living in with the mole people, um, you know, with Apollo going over there and fighting with the troll guy, you know, like yeah. all that stuff, Callisto. None of those people were in this episode. So yeah. I could see. And the recap also had all of that stuff in the recap. So as I'm so watching thought, the recap, yes. I'm thinking that's what I'm getting. And then you get the episode and it's nothing of the sort. And then you're kind of like, oh, God. Okay, well, now I'm upset. You know? Yes. And, uh, yeah. Again, I'm having a great time watching it, but I do want mm -hmm. the story to be cohesive. I just think we've gotten yeah. a lot of black content that hasn't gotten a chance to really grow and to live in itself. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think people might just be feeling a little bit like, you know, like shell shocked about that. You know, they're a little gun shy about, okay, well, what if, what if they don't stick the landing or what if we don't get a second season, then we'll never know all the things we have questions for because now they got one more day, one more chance to, to, to knock it out the park. And if they yeah. don't, people are going to complain, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Mari, listen, mm -hmm. one of the big questions and I, and I, and I've talked about this before, but I've, I've, I have I question uh the narrator in this episode, not Victor, mm -hmm. but uh but uh Lillian, because one of the big questions oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in the past we know that Apollo has gone his whole life thinking that his dad has left. Um mm -hmm. his dad just up and left. It turns out his dad tried to kill him and his mom, you know, offed him, which again, who who are me to judge, right? Like she's trying <laughs> to save her baby. But the the uh, inciting incidents here that led to this moment or got me raising an eyebrow. So we see that there's a moment where her and uh, Brian are on a date and mm -hmm. Brian says to her, you know, it used to be in a same asylum here. You can get women locked up for doing all kinds of stuff. For just being mm -hmm. a normal human. You can always get women locked up. But guess what? I could do that to you if I wanted to. And he said it as a joke, but she took it as a threat or maybe even mm -hmm. a promise. Because later yeah. on, we see, yeah, later on, he says something to the effect of, I will know you until you turn into dust. And she says to him, Is that is that a threat? Like, what are yeah. you doing? Um, but it doesn't to me, it did not read as a threat, it just read very ominous. Like I could tell something was happening. Um, later on, they have a fight about a motel ticket to this uh elk. Is that what it's called? The elk yeah, hotel. The elk hotel. Mm -hmm. the elk hotel. They have a fight about this receipt to this hotel ticket. Now Lillian tells us, I don't know where he got this ticket from. I was questioning if he even planted it because why is he showing up so hot like this, mm -hmm. um, you know, behind this ticket? And then it led her to be like, no, nah, I want out of this. You know, uh, he's tripping. 
He's talking about no man is going to raise my baby. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you did you sleep with your boss, who we've seen her in the past, like, you know, curve and end up having to leave the baby at home uh, so she could work all day? Um, and then the inciting incident happened where he shows up and he tries to murder the baby. So, Mari, Lillian Lyon, she definitely uh, was at that hotel with her boss. And we see that in the final scene of the show where they 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 show this like walkthrough of the Elk Hotel and then they show the pages of the book like thumbing open and you see Lillian's signature on that book. And then right below it, you see her boss's name right there in her same handwriting. Um, Mari, did Lillian have an affair with her boss? Okay. Uh, thank you for putting that piece together because I was like, because <laughs> I was sitting there like I was like, okay, all right, like, yeah, great, perfect, probably because yeah. again we said in the last episode he clearly kept like putting her in positions that she couldn't say no, like that was the whole mm -hmm. reason why like she ended up having to work those Saturdays later on, you know what I'm saying? Because if she had to sleep with him while she was dating while she was still with Brian, that means that what we saw, what, a week, two weeks ago or something like that, when she had finally put her foot down, was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Then he made her switch to Saturdays. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and that's what put um, Apollo in jeopardy for then Brian to come back. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, this make this, yeah, this makes sense to me. Like she, she's forced into the situation where she needs this job and she, and she can't, she can't do anything about it. Now her her denial of of it the whole entire time. I, I, she had convinced me. So when, when now that you, I saw the book and I saw her name, but I didn't. I and I saw his name, but I didn't realize that was the boss's name because I had to, again. I had to go back. I did have to go back and watch this again yeah. because I was I was I was very confused about a lot of stuff. Um, but I still missed that. So yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. It didn't seem like she loved the boss at all. It, it really seemed like she was in the in a in a sticky situation. So that's really unfortunate. And we know that she we know that she had been there because I think what do you what do you think about this? I think that um, that interaction she had with the the patient the the guy who died. I think mm -hmm. that was back in 1981 as well. Like I think that mm -hmm. was back. I don't think that was present day. No, no, I think that was an older interaction as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the thumbing through the pages of the book. I watched, so I did watch the episode twice. I had to, mm -hmm. um, because I was like, I'm going to miss something because there's so so much, so much imagery in here, and we'll get to that to the the dying guy as well. Um, but yeah, when they thumb through the pages and it shows Charles Blackwood, it does paint this in a different light because, like, we know she probably we know her boss was scummy. You know, we know that mm -hmm. for a fact. But we also know she started this affair at the same time, or she you know was messing with the boss around the same time she got with Brian in the first place because that's what he says he says oh this receipt is has the same date on it around the same time me and you just started talking you know oh. yeah and so he comes to her like that and throughout the episode she's telling us i never loved brian you know yeah, she there there true. are moments where she says it and then instantly <laughs> victor laval the um the narrator comes in and says correction and then she's like okay he loved the baby <laughs> she's like yes mm -hmm. and he's like and he could never feel those that void that she wanted, you know, feel, but the love for the baby did. And so her having an affair, it does not shock me because she she never loved this man anyway. She liked mm -hmm. she liked him and chose him because he would be a good person to have a child with. 
she knew he would love the baby. Um, what so, she probably did not see coming back was all of this that happened after. So you feel like she's an unreliable narrator, made, narrator because she may have made her side a little more sympathetic than you thought you think well yeah because i mean if she's telling if she's trying to tell this to apollo she obviously doesn't want him to know that she had an affair um mm -hmm. but also you watch the episode like i did and if you're not paying attention she never admits to having that affair but no, if it wasn't for that yeah but if it wasn't for that eerie walk up the stairs mm -hmm. down the hall the book opens up and we see the pages we would never have the reveal that's why she told her story the entire episode but that reveal happened outside of her, you know, being the narrator. That's, and that's why I said she's unreliable because I'm just like, man, if you don't pay attention, you would have missed it. You know, that there mm -hmm. was some interaction between her and Charles Blackwood. Now, I don't know where it goes wrong because eventually it has to, right? It probably, oh, Mari, I'm sorry. I'm burying the lead. If she was having an affair with Charles Blackwood around the time she was with Brian, is Apollo mixed? Oh. Or is oh, that damn. Charles Blackwood's baby? Oh. Oh. Oh, wow. Mm. So is so is that... Oh, snap. Is that so why that, Brian tries to kill the baby? Because he knows it's not his? Is that is that Charles Blackwood's baby? And because she's... Because she gets pregnant to a man who's married and... She, Oh my God. And so, she, yeah. and she, like she said, she chose him because he'd be good to the baby. So she mm -hmm. chose Brian because he wanted the baby mm -hmm. and she chose him to be the cover. That yeah. is interesting. That would make sense. Now, I don't think that, like, I don't think the timing works out. Like she got pregnant before she like said, okay to Brian, but she, and it would explain why she was blowing like Brian off for like, years and then, and then she finally and finally gave yeah. him a chance yeah because she probably been having a you're right you're yeah. right oh my and, god and brian finds out he comes home he tries to kill the baby because he says like nobody no other man is raising my child that is and true. Yeah. you know see her we see him say that uh and he probably puts two and two together that this baby ain't mixed and so no disrespect to lakeith stanfield but I don't I don't see it in him. And so uh, was, that was funny. I was just thinking that like her African <laughs> genes just outweighed his, his <laughs> I was thinking that the whole time. Listen, who are we mm -hmm. to be like, mm, you don't look mixed. Exactly. But at the same time, he don't. And so um <laughs> call oh it what God. it is. He just don't. And so yeah, this black baby, Apollo, is probably the child of 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 this affair and that is what probably leaves leads brian to going to do what he does and leads her to doing what she does she throws the body into the suitcase and puts it in the bottom of the river for no one to ever find out except for the ancestors who but came in and helped her she out she threw the body in the river because that suitcase looks too small somebody who first of all yeah she cannot run. oh i thought you were gonna say it's somebody who carries bodies in suitcases i was like well, no. tell us more <laughs> I don't know who studies true crime. Like it, that that suitcase is not big enough for her body. I my biggest thought was like the um because you know she had the the weird clothes in there. It was like I thought mm -hmm. she was gonna put all the evidence in uh, like in that suitcase and then put it in the mm -hmm. bottom. But then she kind of walked out of the hotel wearing the blood. Did you were you not? Yeah, I was sitting there the whole time. She wearing the bloody shirt. And she walking down with the jacket blowing open. I'm like, girl, you have blood stains on. We you. can see you, ma'am. Yeah, <laughs> she in broad daylight carrying yeah. a huge ass body down the street. Yeah, that's again. Yeah, so I don't well, know. I, There's something well, in that suitcase connected to Brian's death. That's. I mean, it, it has to be the body, Mark, because otherwise, How where does the body it? go? 
I don't know, but I don't. That doesn't feel like I don't know. It, sure, sure, it's the vibe. Listen, that, that's listen, the case is not big enough to hold. Let's say she's a, full... a witch and she witched the, okay, the, the body sure. into the suitcase and made it carryable. Okay, you know, okay, but because that. she does not leave the body in the in the hotel, that just doesn't happen. There's right. no way this woman gets away with it if she does that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm starting to think that yeah, this is a love child. Apollo is uh the son, maybe not the son of a god. Maybe he is the son of a married man, uh, and he's got siblings. So yeah, I don't. But but because of her deal, maybe it made him a god. You know, maybe. Um, that's good. I mean, that is good. Like, okay, I you're you're back on our bullshit. Uh, yeah, Chappelle back is on over our here BS blaming a. women, and I'm over here <laughs> blaming women. Listen, I said Charles Blackwood dude is probably a scumbag, um, and um, you know, she probably was having sex with him, you know, for whatever reasons. But um, yeah. That's yeah, a good point. We... This is all a good point because I was seeing everything from her point of view and I was like, man, I feel so bad for her. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, this woman's got it tough. But really, yeah. honest, honestly, when you get the reveal that his name is in that book, it really does start to say, okay, you know, unless something magic his name into the book, then if right. he was there and they were having an affair, Brian comes home and he's upset about it, it's like, yeah, this, this might not be his baby. And that would explain why he showed back up to finish the job, you know, like, because he was mm-hmm. probably hurt. It's like a crime of passion or something like that. It was strangulation, mm-hmm. Mari. I know yeah, you were a crime girly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He and and Brian is a, a police officer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's drowning. He, it's a crime can, of passion. <laughs> he, he clearly points out that he could basically do whatever he wants to her several times, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it, so it's not like he's the perfect husband while she's over here having this affair. Like he's mm-hmm. very scary, very rageful. He flips on her on a dime. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then the caveat, uh, the the big thing is he tries to to drown Apollo. If she hadn't come back at that time, Apollo would be dead. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and he and 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 he probably could have gotten her locked up for it. Like, yep. Apollo could have Apollo could have died in the bathtub. Um, she could get locked up for like negligence. They could have if he wasn't if if she didn't know that he was there, he could probably get she could probably get locked up for negligence for leaving him in the home, and then they would probably just think that he died like naturally because he was unsupervised you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like so it, it, it's so that's so messed up so you know again like Chappelle said at the beginning i'm 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 not crying that he's dead you know right no, <laughs> no but, he, he should be dead but that's a good point that she's still keeping some things from apollo mm-hmm. and yeah. uh and it's interesting too because you know we saw her do the whole like I can't believe you named your your child after this dude he wasn't even there you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and you know she did that in episode one you know oh you are oh, you gonna name the baby Brian like okay fine like Brian is that great it's like Brian wasn't great but also you know there might have been some extenuating circumstances that we have not talked about and that there's no way I, that's what i'm saying mario this episode showed me that there's no way you can wrap this up in one more episode because yeah. she still has to we still have to get that reveal it's not a satisfying um like twist <clears throat> twist if you don't get the reveal that to one day that apollo will know these things about his mom as well you know and so mm-hmm. I don't know how he finds that out because she seemed to make a really good deal with whomever to keep that mm-hmm. a secret. So maybe he just doesn't find out. Yeah. 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 And it, and then it's also like, would you tell your, your kid like, Oh, you, your father tried to kill you. So I killed him, but also we can't say anything because I don't want to go to jail. Like that's right. 
Right. Yeah. It's tough. And and we know the last thing she revealed to Apollo was that dad had been coming back, right? Like she told oh. him that. Yeah, he came back. And so now Apollo's ire is kind of pointed at her. You her, know, why'd yeah. you keep me away from my dad mm-hmm. and all this other stuff? And you know how that goes. You want to you want to make women exactly. look like a bad guy, blame them for keeping him away from the kid. I mean the uh the, the dad away from the kid or whatever. And so um I think she and I mean, in order to redeem herself, probably in his eyes, she probably does need to tell the truth at some point. Um, mm-hmm. But the truth is a dark truth, you know. Um, maybe Apollo's holding on to a memory of a dad that's not even his dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was with the guy for four years. You ain't you ain't know him that well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I know you're connected to him, but if this ain't even your daddy, you really could let that hurt go. Um, yeah. And for yeah. all intents and purposes, uh, her, her deal was to trade off and to be a great mother, too. So, yeah. and from what we knew up until this point she she did achieve that you know before mm-hmm. all of this unraveled with the birth of, of baby brian um and it leads to like one of the other uh, one of the other constants that's we've been talking throughout the show but was also prevalent in this episode it's wanting to be a good mother and the anxiety and everything that comes through with being a, 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 a good mother. I'm like, oh my God, can you like get our, your foot off our necks about this? Like, I'm like, come on, man. But it's like, it's true. And and she, she almost echoes the same sentiments that Emma does about how hard it is. Like once you, she, she says, um, once you become a mother, you realize you can never not be a mother anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, Which is... Mm-hmm which is so true in in so many ways. And it just kind of ties in all of this, like the whole thing about how this whole book is kind of like what it means to be a good mother almost, you know, as like a a subplot. It's, it's amazing, but Oh my God, I'm like, I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. It, it, it's like diving deep into feelings about anxiety Mm -hmm. and fear and you know like knowing that you are you now love a thing you know mm-hmm. that and you can't stop loving it but you also are guilty because now your love for this thing is driving your decisions every day you know like yeah it has now become your entire life and you don't get to have any remorse about it you gotta be happy about it because that's what's expected of women we see men all the time being like you know I really wasn't ready to be a dad or you know i maybe mm-hmm. i you know will remove myself from this equation or something like that. So that, you know, I don't have to be one. Whereas it's showing that a lot of women aren't given that option and then yeah. they have to carry that burden forever, you know, and to, uh-huh. I, I feel bad for my poor mom sometimes because I am a reckless human. Okay. I get <laughs> uh, and I get it. I do. I get it. I'm a, I am a reckless human. I travel. I do what I want. I am very bold in my movements uh-huh. and I tell my mama stuff and she tells me don't do that. And I go do it anyway. And, that is something that she had to have had to been carrying for her whole life. You know, since the moment she decided to have me, she has been walking around thinking, oh, my God, I hope this human is not reckless. And then when he mm-hmm. became out to be reckless, she was like, oh, my God, now what do I do? And with yeah. every reckless situation, she has to relive those same fears and anxieties, whereas I get to walk around and not think about how that affects her a lot of times. Uh, right. And that's just her burden as a mom. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, Hearing uh, Lillian talk about it in this uh, episode definitely kind of made me feel guilty. I was like, "Oh damn!" Like, yeah, I need to at least call, call your mama. Yeah. yeah, call my granny. And call call mama your mama, like, everybody. Call yeah, your granny. I, call yeah, the call women in your granny. life, please. And just be like, you know, my bad. You know, like yeah. I get it. I'm a little wild sometimes. I mean, I know you didn't ask for that. I wish I could have made life a little bit easier for you, but a lot of times it's just their cross to bear. Um, so, Mari, 
I think we got the big news out of the way. Let's take a break and then let's talk about, you know, some of the other things we saw in the episode right after this. All right. So we talked about how this episode was shot. It's beautiful. There are scenes where uh, we have a Lillian proper and Lillian past in the same yeah. in the same scene and their faces mm. are interchanging. There's a really big uh, moment in this episode. It takes up a good two, three minutes of this episode. where they're talking, they're singing the song "Stormy Weather." Um, mm-hmm. She, Lillian, is performing this. But the one thing that I that stood out to me was she looks great, but it's both Lillians. You know, the camera cuts mm-hmm. to one angle, and you see young Lillian singing this song. You cut to another angle, you see older Lillian played by Adina Porter. Porter there it is a not Howard. Porter. Shout out yeah. to her. Shout out to her. I'm amazing actress, Adina amazing. Porter. Amazing. She killed yeah. this episode. Destroyed it. It was so good. Mm-hmm. It was like a, it was almost like a one-man show, you know, where it, she just was truly. like truly. Yeah, in in her bag the entire time. Um the singing was amazing. I don't know if that was her actual singing voice, but it sounded yeah. good. And um yeah, that scene alone was so beautiful. We uh it's like the backdrop to this bigger scene, these bigger moments of her having a conversation with the man who was this supposed to be Brian? No, just, I think all white men look the same. They did. I, I thought so as well. I was like, "Is this?" Because uh? at first I thought, "Oh, this is Brian left, and this is what happened to him." But I, you, as we're in the story, and you realize it's like, no, this is why I was saying I think this happened in the past, like when she was at the hotel once, because she's clearly talking to a man who's telling her about his life of being on the down low, being gay, running away to New York with his, his older lover. And, um, and that's why I'm, I'm still thinking this is placed in 1981 because this was the, you know, when the AIDS epidemic crisis had first started, the lesions on his body were very characteristic with advanced um, AIDS related um, diseases and death. And he, and he talked about like, you know, we came to, we came to New York and, you know, we were hearing things, but we thought we were okay. And he said, I started feeling bad and I, I kind of concealed it. Um, but one day the cough came and it just never went away. And um, he, and he was talking about how they had tickets to, to see Lena, you know, and all of that and how his, his lover ends up going back to his wife and, and kids, but he stayed. And he was like, he's saying he's from Massachusetts. And she was like, you know, she was asking like how you got here. And that's what prompted the, the thing. And he was like, I just couldn't go back. I couldn't go back to my mom again and show her that the body that she birthed was now riddled with sores and stuff like that. And I'm like, again, like this mom guilt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like more mom stuff, like stuff that, that is so devastating. And what I don't, what I think, um, you know, this person, uh, wouldn't realize is your mom would rather know than not know you know what i'm saying like uh-huh. because yeah. he says as he's sitting there he just gave all his money to lester and he it's just a place to die for him but once he dies what happens to him mm-hmm. what happens to his body you know and more than likely it won't his mom won't ever hear from him again because his body will be taken and and back in this time they even mentioned it really quickly in the in the history of the of the hotel when um transgendered um when transgendered like prostitutes would or sorry transgender sex workers would end up dead in these hotels and Mm -hmm. like and they they told a story about a transgendered sex worker who was left under murdered and left under a bed for for two weeks this is a real case that happened to a um 
a transgender woman who was featured in Paris is Burning. And it's one of those cases that's featured a lot when you when you talk about um, what happened in New York during the AIDS crisis and stuff like that, and, and in the early you know eighties and stuff like that, when with the upcoming of ballroom culture and stuff like that, because it, it happens, it's still happening to the to this day. You know, uh, black trans women are are more than likely to be uh, killed or murdered than their counterparts, and so um, and they said her body was sent to there. There was an island back then where any unclaimed bodies would be buried on it on an island out in New York. And this will most likely happen to this man's body as well. And, you know, cause back then this is, this was par for the course in those 1980s, these hotels on Skid Row um, where you pay for the, by the hour where people go to die, you know, due to whatever, this is what would happen. And it was such a sad moment. It really was. Um, the musical number was, it was touching. It was sad, but it was also like, you can't blame your brain for being like, but why are we here? You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those things where you have to put your logic to the side and just appreciate the art of it all because the art of this moment in this musical and her talking to this man and putting this story out there, it's, it's so, it's so great. I don't, I don't even know. Wonderful. It's like all of, words I can't describe because it, it's something that needed to be done and it's and it's touching and it's connecting you to the world to the characters um to the people that this is actually happening to um but it was yeah the the musical number Adina Porter's acting all of it really shown through here the the interwoven tales of New York and I I, I really did did really did like this. It it really touches you. It really like makes you think and really pulls you out. And and I think people don't like that in TV right now. Like you know what I'm saying? It's happening. She's just going down. Most of the time we use TV as escapism. And so when you have a um a material like this that makes you really sit and reflect on how you treat your mother on all this other stuff. It's like scary because it's like, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Me like personally, like, I don't like, I don't, I don't like this, but it, it's, it's something that, you know, needs to be put out in the world. And I'm, I'm really glad we're covering it, you know? Yeah. The, yeah. This is why Mari is a good podcaster because you come oh, in thinking you go ask Mari a question <laughs> and if Mari takes you on a journey, you'd be like, okay, now I got to address all the things that Mari just <laughs> My bad. And, yeah, no, because I'm thinking, I'm like, yeah, you got my head spinning right now. Um, because now I, I legit have to like, take notes while you're talking so I can be like, oh, I got to talk about that too. Um, but you made a good point about huh, about uh, this man's dad. I mean, your mom, I'm sorry, wanting to uh, actually know, you know, know, the idea that, you know, she would not want to see his body mangled or, you know, de- de- deteriorating from a, a disease, a horrible, horrible disease. Um, mm-hmm. She wouldn't want to see him like that in his last moments. And he says that, but you're right. She would want to know. I remember, Mario, uh, I have a brand on my chest. And I remember I showed mm-hmm. my mom the brand and she just burst into tears. Again, I told you, I need to call this lady and apologize. <laughs> but, um, she burst into tears and she was just like, your your body, your body, mm-hmm. you know, you you mangled it. You, like, you did, like, that's like it's in her mind this is her body you know like i did this i gave you this and this is what you do to it and i was like man come on man it'll heal get over it whatever and she was in tears and so yeah i'm texting my mama right now Um, (laughs) and i and my granny does not know by the way so but so just just to let you know how uh how things go now i'm like i'm not telling you nothing crazy um but you're you're right um 
they would want to know. And we got that echoed in other episodes of this as well when we see mm-hmm. Emma talking to Wheels in the mole people. He's yeah, like, yeah. My mom never came looking for me. And she's like, You're crazy. Your mom definitely mm-hmm. wants to know what happened to you. Are you nuts? You know, go tell her. Um, and so that's another thing that we see throughout the see the series is just uh yeah, your mom would want to know. They want to know about your well-being, um, nine times out of ten. Uh, but Mari, my question was, is this Brian? And no. Mari, it is very much the same actor. Um, and so oh, damn. And so, yeah, so throughout this entire episode, a lot of these actors were the same. So we saw um uh, I believe uh the guy who she had an affair with, which was Charles uh Blackwood. That, that was Lester. That was Lester. Yes. Okay, I knew I, I wasn't going crazy. Yes, Brian was playing uh as well as the the guy with HIV AIDS. Um, mm-hmm. um, and so that was another like reflection because one of the uh mm-hmm. the keys to this uh narration this episode was that we cast our dreams as a play, but who plays each role and why is the question that we ask, oh. right? And so she's talking about these things and she's replaying them, but she's using images that we already know, um, people that we've already seen. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and so that's why we get that, that intimate moment between her and fake Brian, fake you know, Brian. or whatever, telling that story. But yes, it's very much the same actor. And so I thought that yes. was another, another like amazing, like- Okay, like, I'm just glad I'm not crazy because- I thought so, but I was like, Why? "Am I just being racist?" No, <laughs> you know, all white, like, yeah, all white men do looking like, but also, and, you know. And I thought the same thing for Lester. I was like, "Is that not the guy?" And when I went, and I, I even went on IMDb to the mm-hmm. specific episode to look for yeah. the actors and the, and they didn't have no actors. And they don't have them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, "Okay, so that's good to know." That's what I'm saying. But that's why I had to watch it twice. Because I was like, wait a minute. But that line just kept uh, like replaying in my head. We cast our dreams as a play, but who plays each role and why is the question, you know? And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. no, that's real. But like, why is it Brian who plays that role, right? She says, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the question we should be asking. Why is Brian the one that she's watching deteriorate like this? Um, The one who was telling this story about, you know, um, how he was uh, basically left for dead, you know, um, yeah. he his partner who was married as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that's maybe some of the symmetry, right? The, the guy who was dying, he tells about, yeah, I know that the guy was married and that his wife called and it, and it doesn't even bother me. Like, I'd rather just be up in here by myself, you know, than with him. I just wish that, you know, I could see my mom and stuff like that, yeah. you know? And that um, he could see Lena because that could be made making all of the sneaking around worth it and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like, exactly. But- yeah, they wrote this. They did that. I'll give them they that. Did that. They did the they big did one. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all ate that. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but even, like, again, even with, um, with Lillian's character, you know, she had an affair with someone who was married too. And so I wonder if there's any symmetry uh, or any parallels between those two situations. It's very fun to think about, but also it makes my head hurt a little bit, you know, Um, because that was such a big moment in the episode. She also talked about Mari, something that you probably be able to elaborate on a little bit more um, is that, you know, she always thought the American dream is what she wanted, right? She wanted to be an American and she wanted to, she would kill for it. She says, which we see that, she kind of does. She does. Um, she does, you know. Uh, but she found out very quickly that as a woman, she had to shrink herself. Cues Beyonce's mm-hmm. flawless playing in the background. Don't get big. Don't speak loud. Don't tell a joke. Mm-hmm. Don't draw attention to yourself. Mari, was any of this relatable content for you or something that you want to elaborate on? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. As a Black woman, everything that she had said here and, and talking about how she, she had to shrink herself and not take up space, I mean, that is literally the antithesis of what I try and do now every space I enter into. You know, like, mm -hmm. my main thing is to take up as much space as possible because so often we are we are taught that we need to shrink in order to get by, in order to survive. And honestly, we, again, we see here, Lillian had to do that so many times from the, from the first job that she had where Brian got her fired from to this job with her, her boss and stuff like that. Her constantly feeling like she's being put in posi into positions that she has no control over just because of who she is, because she's an immigrant, because this and that, because she's a black woman in, you know, 1970s, 1980s, New York, like it, it's something that has, it's so ingrained in us. And, um, you know, we're, we're slowly overcoming that and the struggle is real. Me and Asia talk about it over on the other black girl, you know, working in spaces where it's predominantly white people and, and being the only, only black woman, and only black person, whatever, whatever. And it, it's just one of those things where it's like, you, you put voice to, you, you have to acknowledge it in order to reverse it. And I, I like that here with, with Lillian, when she, she's talking about what she had to endure in order to get past to what, you know, she, she gets to. Yeah. I, I, I again, I think that the show really has taken a focus on some of those themes, you know, and have mm -hmm. really just like allowed them to show that, even the, the the byproduct of making yourself smaller and shrinking yourself is that you are assisting people now and not believing you and not and not empowering you. You know what I'm saying? It's like you need to take up as much space. People should already give you the space, but take mm -hmm. up as much space as you possibly can because when you make yourself smaller, the powers that be that want you to stay small, they're gonna use that opportunity. They're gonna capitalize on that. Yep. You know, to like, oh yeah, why should we believe her? She barely speaking up. You know, why should we, you know, why should we give her that space when she won't take it? You know, like we're willing to take it a lot of time as men. And so, yeah, men will capitalize on that. The patriarchy will capitalize on that and keep you down. And so, uh, you know, people should not feel like they have to shrink themselves. But even just as a racial minority, I, too, you know, have to shrink myself in a lot of ways. Um, and it's just part of the American way, you know, uh, and it's probably part of society as a whole, you know, in, in multiple cultures and countries, but we can speak on the one that we live in. It's, it's very, it's very reminiscent of the stuff that we deal with in real life. So this mirrored that almost directly. Um, but it was very sad to see because we've heard the other women and seen the other women in this show struggle with my baby is not my baby. And I know that sounds crazy, but you got to believe me, you know, mm -hmm. and we like, baby, you need help. You know, and yep. they're like, yeah, but my baby is not my baby, you know, um, and those types of things. Again, we we probably kind of touched on it before. I don't want to go too far into the like, you know, the let's believe psychosis, you know, <laughs> moments where people mm -hmm. like uh, these people need help. Yes. But also, right. you know, you should you should believe them until given like, you know, and maybe a like a scientific diagnosis of why you should not. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, um. So maybe that's probably where I'm getting that more. Um, but we see it throughout the different episodes as well, where women are just not believed when they when they when they want to be believed, and then they're forced to put themselves in subservient positions a lot of times just to make it. Um, and so, and then sometimes that leads to drastic moves like this one, where she has to uh, murder someone and then hide them, and then make a deal essentially with whomever to keep it a secret, just so that she can give her baby a normal American life. Um, mm -hmm. And she says American, she means it because she wants him to have the PB and J's with the crust cut off and all the mm -hmm. good stuff like that. Uh, and so it was a very like 
it's a very interesting character moment for Lillian for me, you know, to watch. Um, but it was one of those big moments as well. That whole scene with um with Stormy Weathers, you know, that sing singing that song with the dying man. Um, it took up such a big chunk of the episode, but I think it's probably yeah. the most important scene of the of the entire episode to me. Mm, yeah, that that's a good point. Um, I would I would like to read a couple of tw uh, tweets about this episode. I th I think it's um, pretty interesting. Someone on Twitter said, um, "I'm really trying and exhausting all efforts here, but please, this is becoming too much. It's a series full of uncertainties, riddles, and unnecessarily long, vague scenes. Why are y'all performing a musical number in the second to last episode? Like." And I, I think that's one of the tweets that just illustrates like people are, we want answers. We want it to be easy. And mm -hmm. sometimes it, it's, not, it's not easy. You know, somebody else says, I want to love the changeling, but I genuinely can't tell you which parts of the plot are real or metaphor. And I think that's something that we've talked about a lot here um, about like the difference between the postpartum versus the actual mm -hmm. changeling um part and stuff like that um so it, it it's really interesting to see people's thoughts on the show um i'm trying to find one that's like uh <laughs> uh that's positive um but <laughs> like people are just no somebody said i'm on episode seven of the changeling i'm sorry but i have no idea what is going on the acting is amazing but what is going on? Like, you know, like, see, these are people who need to be listening to our podcast and helping us dissect all this stuff because we can um, all be talking about it together. So, if you know yeah. somebody watching the show and they confused, share this with your friends. Go to the post show recaps uh, dot com or subscribe to the Connect on Post Show Recaps wherever you get your podcast. I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. But uh, like, and I'm sorry, I just I brought that up because it's just like work that's polarizing like this or that's not easily digestible it can be really easy to like throw it away and i think we also do that a lot with like black centered um shows like this that aren't easily uh, digestible i just want to i just want to say i think to everybody out there who might have watched this episode might have been like i have no idea what's going on i'm like a little upset just rewatch it again like Chappelle said mm -hmm. like just rewatch it again you know, yeah. and maybe that's and and like Chappelle said, that sh that scene will hit a little bit harder for you. Yeah, I really, I really like that scene. Um, I, yeah. Some of, some of the other stuff we got in this episode were uh, about uh, Lillian's backstory that I wanted to touch on. Um, so there's a moment where uh, the narrator is telling us that thrice <laughs> Lillian has uh, held a dying man's body. The first time yeah. we saw was her brother uh, when they uh when he is uh shot before she flees uh Uganda, Uganda. Mm -hmm. uh yeah and uh for those who don't know I, obviously that is the uh, the Idi Amin um mm -hmm. you know um Ugandan uh like basically genocide. yeah genocide mm -hmm. um so they kind of talk about the butcher and uh Abote and so that's where that first death comes and then she flees uh, and then we see that Brian is murdered by her and she at some point stuffs him in a, in a suitcase, it seems. And so that would probably be the second time she holds a dying man's body. But Mari, that's two out of three. Now, I don't know. Mm -hmm. what are you about what's to say? up? Well, I'm saying uh, either somebody else is about to die or we missed a death somewhere around here. No, I think it was the I think it was the guy with AIDS. I mean, I don't know think, if she was really so? holding it, holding his body up. I think it would go. I think it would go. Um, her brother, the guy with AIDS, 
and then Brian. Yeah, I don't know if um honestly, I don't even know if Brian counts as the second death, right? Because I don't know if she held his dying body as much as she killed him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and I yeah, and we don't know how like uh literal those words are, you know, like the holding of the dying body or just being oh, in the room with a man dying yeah, like, three in times. The man dying. Yeah, well, because he said if you're a stickler for numbers, then this will be the first of three. The first one being obviously the the brother. Um and then mm. the second one, if not the dying Brian, uh then maybe it's the the HIV Brian. Um uh, but I'm hoping that there's no potential for her to hold a third dying body anytime That's soon true. because that would have probably be Apollo if Apollo. I had to guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that is probably another fear that mothers have that I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the narrator real quick? This, yeah. this episode with the narrator with uh, Victor Laval, it was so good. Like, it really, truly made me want to read the book. I was like, is this the kind of, like, snark and wit that yes, he's given in the book? I because right. <laughs> I, I want that. I thought this was... It is so hard to adapt shows movies tv tv whatever from a book and the way mm. that they did this episode i loved it i loved him talking over what we were seeing on the screen at first and then i loved her interacting with him and then i love when you you just realize that he goes away and she starts mm -hmm. to become the narrator like it's just oh it's just so good yes um i like it because there's the scene where she's telling the story she says there was some crack magic in the air when I met your dad. We come from some far-flung places. I came from Uganda. He came from Syracuse just so we can fall in love in New York City. And there already goes, correction. And so, oh, um, okay, I loved your dad, correction. Okay, I can't tell you what romantic love is, damn it. But I <laughs> thought I loved him, you know? Like, yeah. I, I love that he could be a good dad. It's like the narrator was on her ass. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, cut it out, cut it out. Um, <laughs> and then eventually he does go away. And I think when he goes away, it gives her space to tell that story of what happened with Brian and maybe the space to not be completely honest about, yep. you know, her her affair with uh, Charles Blackwood. Because the fact that his name is even still coming up mm -hmm. should lead you to believe something is afoot, right? Like, we talked right. about this man three on the first episode, honestly, and ain't looked mm. back, you know? And so for this to now be, like, uh, permeating again... I'm wondering if Charles Blackwood, Blackwood is baby daddy. Like I've been dying to just ask the question, I, but I want to, you know. I did see I, tweets. People agree with you. People agree. That, oh yes, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. people, come on. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, man. Um, the the that was one of the things I was paying close attention to in this episode, aside from the inscriptions. Uh, one other thing that we've seen throughout is that we see these same lines and mm -hmm. signs throughout the entire show. And so there's this desk or table that uh, Lillian is writing on several times over. And uh, she's, uh, you know, writing things like, uh, what was it? The superstition quote, right? If you believe things, yeah. you can't understand. That's in there. Um, what was the other one? If um, uh, if you're reading this, this is your sign. Yeah. If you're reading this, this is your sign, which we've seen a man on the street holding yeah, before. Yeah. Um, and then we get like a very clearly inscribed, like almost with a typewriter <laughs> uh, image of some words in a table. Did you see exactly what that said, Mari? Yes, I did. It was the um, it was what open. It's what I'm assuming opens the book. Mm. Um, I think it's like the first paragraph in the book. But we we it um opened in the first episode is like um 
our this this fairy tale opens in 1968 New York there during a garbage strike and it goes mm-hmm. on it's the it's the first words that are said when the narrator is introducing um is introducing uh Lillian Lillian and and Brian's story in the first mm-hmm. episode so in the first episode when um Apollo is approaching Emma in the library and Apollo is trying to get Emma to go out with him and the narrator says, well, Emma doesn't realize that Apollo comes from a long line of patient men or something like that. And then it, it you know, it does the um, flashback to 1968 when Brian and Lillian first meet. This is the this is the whole first paragraph that is said in that first episode. So if I had to bet money, I would assume that this is the first paragraph in the in the book. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it is from what I can tell mm-hmm. as well. And it's, and it's signed V, which I'm v. assuming is mm-hmm. like, uh, the signature for, for uh, Lavelle, mm-hmm. <laughs> Victor Lavelle. Uh, so yeah, pretty dope. I thought that was pretty cool, cool. but yeah. But if you look in the, uh, in the words in the desk, yeah, you'll see the things that you were right here where you need to be. Um, if you believe in things you don't understand, um, there is a couple other ones, but it's the ones that we see all the time. And so Mari, this episode was a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot. We saw Ooh. images almost of that like tree branch looking thing, you know, in the water, yeah, and, in the and, water. And in the mirror. You know, we see these things, these themes throughout uh the show, and it's leading in belief or to try to question how it all ties up together and what we're gonna do for the finale because we made it. We are seven episodes in and one more away from the end of season one of many, hopefully, of The Changeling. And so, before we wrap this up, is there anything else that you wanted to say about this episode? No, I'm pretty sure that's all for me. I mean, we we touched on so, so much. So, um, yeah, I, I that's it for me. This was great. Yeah, this was a... Listen, I know y'all are giving it threes in the ratings and stuff like that, but I'm uh-huh. telling you, give it another chance. Go back and watch it again. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, and tell us what you think. Tell me if I'm crazy. You know, if uh, we mm-hmm. go on so, so many wormholes and rabbit holes, and maybe we just make a stuff up at some point. But I think that the conversation is making this an even more fun thing to watch. And so I'm going to try to promote the podcast a little bit more on Twitter and on mm-hmm. Facebook and stuff. Because if y'all don't want to talk about it, we are talking about it here on the Connect on Post Show Recaps. So remember to like, subscribe, uh, and, you know, send us five-star reviews to let us know what you think. If we're on the right track, we're on the wrong track. And uh, we'll be happy to read them on the podcast and hopefully come in with a lot more to talk about for the season finale, uh, you know, episode eight next week. So until then, Mari, tell the folks where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two, like the number two. And of course, every week you can find me over on the Crime Scene Podcast on Rob Has a Podcast Network, where me and Sarah Carradine, we do true crime review uh, uh, podcasts where um, we review true crime properties and we tell you if you should watch it. So we actually just did last week, we covered um, a docuseries called white uh, called savior complex it should have been called white savior complex but they they chickened mm-hmm. out and they just called it savior complex Ooh. and it was actually about this white girl who goes on a mission trip to uganda oh. and she, yeah she <laughs> ends up she ends up um basically illegally opening up like a medical center down there she has no absolutely no training and she ends up killing 105 uh ugandan babies and in children um 
So if you want a little tie-in about that, we we thoroughly ranted about it over on Crime Scene Podcast. And then coming up, we are covering Who Killed Jill Dondo. It is currently like ranked top 10 on Netflix. It's about a uh, British journalist, um, a, a female reporter who was murdered over like 25 years ago and her case still remains open and active today. So you can go to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed in order to subscribe to the crime scene podcast. Um, and, and that's it for me. Cool. And you can check me out here on post show recaps talking about the walking dead, Daryl Dixon with Jessica Lee, AJ mass and Josh Wigler. We have one more episode of that, I believe. And then that's about to be wrapped up. Um, and then uh, Fear the Walking Dead will be back. And so there will be more Walking Dead content to come here on Post Show Recaps. Uh, you can also uh, tweet me at Chappelle underscore show and follow me on Twitter to keep up with everything else I got going on. The Rob has a podcast stuff. Obviously, I'm talking about Below Deck Med um, with Sasha every week. Just uh, Jason O uh, subbed in for me this week while I was in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And so... Um, I will be back this week to talk to Sasha and to catch up on everything I missed on Below Deck. Uh, I'm also going to be on the Big Brother recap for a Sunday. So if this is out before then, obviously you will hear me on tonight on Big Brother. If not, then you heard me in the past or whatever the case may be. And so uh, check out the Big Brother recap. And then Rob and I are still talking about Suits, SuitsPodcast.com. We have daily Suits coverage. And uh, Rob and I are also still doing Netflix shows. We took the week off, but we will be back again with our 100th episode of Nothing But Netflix on Rob Has a Podcast. And so stay tuned and follow at Nothing But RHAP on Twitter to keep up with updates about our Nothing But Netflix content. Until next time, for Mari, for me, for LaTanya, and for Asia at this point, um, the Connect will be back very soon. Keep following us, keep sending us those likes and reviews, and tune in next week. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.